0: All right, let's do it. Okay. All right, welcome to Tear Gas and Gumdrops, the podcast about the pain and sweetness of ministry and mission. My name is Chris Morton, coming to you from Austin, Texas, along with my fellow podcaster
1: Kyle Sapp, coming at to you, coming at to you, coming, coming at to you. Some, yeah, I'm coming at to you uh, from uh, Sacramento, California. It's a blistery 72 degrees outside oh that sounds rough Oh, it's hard that sounds rough yeah we're seeing the sun for the first
0: time this week um which is uh which makes sense austin's a austin's a blue dot in a red state um and it's been a long week with the election for a lot of people here so i think uh we've had some appropriate uh weather for people who felt that way um, yeah. but it's nice to have the sun back today
1: Indeed, mm. and California just doesn't know what it is. So it thinks it's winter, but it decided to be spring again. Well, California, Which I would have I would have appreciated a memo because I put all of my like shorts and things away and pulled out all of my winter stuff a few weeks right. ago. And um, yeah, I, I blame myself. <laughs> I blame myself for you, you having known. faith. I should have. I had faith in weather, and uh, that's what I get.
0: So you uh, sent me a text <laughs> earlier this week, and you said that we need to talk about creating safe environments. And no, I have my—that's that's not what I said. Okay, what did you say?
1: I said, uh, "How about this week we talk about creating uh, positive, encouraging environments?
0: Positive, so... encouraging environments. Okay, yeah. that's great. That's great. Nice." Well, I mean, it definitely, uh, rang true to me immediately because, um, I, I, I feel like there are a lot of unsafe environments and like definitely not very many positive environments in our culture right now. Um, mm-hmm. we've kind of like really f- created between the cable and social media and so many other things. Um, just a, uh, almost like an addiction to like shock value and um and negativity uh, and negativity uh because it gets the clicks because it uh it gets a rise you feel like feel excited when you do it and it brings out emotions from others and um (laughs) and so it's like a natural thing but i think it's very counter at least uh very counter to what I am hoping that people experience when they encounter our church community. Um,
1: right. I mean, I think I was reading an article a few weeks ago that was talking about uh, how they're no longer going to watch The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. And one of the points that they made was – not that I'm going I'm to keep watching The Walking Dead because I love <laughs> um, One of the points that they made was the show is becoming um, – almost too graphic almost um and this oh, isn't a phrase yeah. i use but i'll use it um it's almost like gore porn
0: yeah a little torture porn uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah um but not in a sexual way but just in that like over right over dramatic right. violent gore yeah um and, and you're seeing kind of <clears throat> seeing kind of a lot of that inner cynicism and negativity of our culture reflected yeah in our, even in our tv shows yeah um, and I was probably first made aware of that, like with the show Criminal Minds. It's an entire show that's dedicated yeah. to capturing serial killers, but the serial killers just seem to escalate how violent uh, it it gets over time. Um,
0: hmm.
1: And I can remember, yeah. I can remember wanting to watch that show. Uh, after a couple episodes, was like, why, why am I doing this to myself? You know, right, right.
0: I hit that point um, with season seven of Twenty Four uh, because Ooh. I really liked Twenty Four a lot uh, when it was happening. Uh, it was the first show, well, second show. The first show I really binged was Smallville, um, but uh, the second show I really I
1: binged. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no shocker there. Uh, but the second show I really binged was um, 24. And I remember when season seven started, like two things happened. I was like three or four episodes in and like not able to sl- fall asleep after watching an episode because I was so like, you know, white knuckle tense from whatever Jack Bauer was in the middle of. Um But also, like, I was also like, oh, I just spent a week of my life, because it was season seven of a show called 24. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just spent an entire week of my life with Jack Bauer. (laughs) Like, this is not who I want to be. I want more positive (laughs) things in my life, even though I do enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of 24, Aaron and I tried rewatching that show um, Uh, in the first episode. uh Uh-huh. He like walks in and like shoots a dude in the leg, or he, he like tranks a guy, or he he does something. I'm like, this show's been on, like ten minutes, like that escalated mm. way quick, right? Uh, and yeah, like that's 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 classic twenty four where he like he I remember he uh he bit like a dude's jugular out or something, and I was <laughs> like just what? I can't believe it. like my mind was just blown by that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, okay. So here's a little, uh, hypothetical pushback on that though. Um, so, you know, it's like, okay, how can I create uh, more positive environments and how can, you know, and what, what do I need to like limit of my like interaction with ne- negativity and stuff like that? Um, and I think, uh, that I've always had a little bit of nausea around, uh, just things that are overly optimistic or Pollyanna ish and specifically in church world when, you know, people or how we present life and the gospel, you know, is cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, it, it just really rubs me the wrong way. And I, you know, I, I don't want to like uh, <laughs> you know, project my pessimism, my natural pessimistic personality onto everything. Um, right. Right. Which I'm definitely guilty of. But I think, like, what we have seen is uh, the church just presenting themselves as this kind of like cheesy alternative to the pain of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how then, or uh, what, what, help me understand the difference between what you mean by uh, positive environments and that, uh,
1: you know, kind of cheese ball thing that I'm describing. Yeah, well, I think positive environments foster creativity. Mm. Uh, I think people enjoy being in a positive environment. I think it's a healthy environment mm. where mm-hmm. um, where there's a difference between critiquing and 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 criticizing. I think, um, and I think critiquing is a healthy thing. Mm. Uh, I think criticizing. Uh, can be more often than not uh unhealthy and okay. and more about about blame yeah and and I think when you foster a sense of criticism, and we see this in the church a lot um, uh-huh. not necessarily in my church but just in general you hear you hear ministers and preachers and church members talking about uh how often people talk about them or when so and so member just always seems to want to go to this person to talk and they never seem to have any positive things. And and some of that I think is not necessarily the reality of the church so much as it is the perception uh, that someone has because emotionally negativity weighs heavier on us than positivity. So we tend to remember sure, sure. the negative things more clearly um, or more actually probably less clearly and more explosively. Uh, than is perhaps accurate, but I think when we own that, and we say, "Okay, well, we know that negativity weighs more, so we actually have to work harder at bringing positivity into the environment." If that makes, if that answers the question.
0: Yeah, I think that that's part of it, and I think I guess what I'm reacting to, uh, I guess what I'm reacting to is the kind of positivity. You know, the Pollyanna-ish positivity that seems to ignore or make light of or even reject um, people's pain. Yeah. Um, so uh, my buddy Shane Blackshear, uh, fellow Austin Emergency Leadership Team member and host of uh, Seminary Dropout, like I've heard him say a few times, and it really like <laughs> hit me. Like once I understood what he meant, it really hit me. He says. When someone tells you that you're hurt, you don't get to tell them, no, you are not hurt. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I just... Well, and
1: I... No, go for it. Oh, I was just Here's like,
0: the... that really, uh, <laughs> that really like, helped help me articulate like what the problem is. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, you know, um, there's not, some people are more positive. Some environments are more positive. And, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this as someone who kind of leans pessimist or realist, I like to say. But, you know, the gospel overall is positive, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But we can't really, like, deal with that and experience it at the cost of, you know, ignoring how much painful reality that there is out there. Um, And I don't. Like, I just don't know. I don't, because I don't get it. I don't know why so much of the church is committed to ignoring uh, or, or working around that kind of pain. But well, it doesn't
1: help. <laughs> so I'll push a little bit. Okay. I don't want to, I guess for me, like, let's take this recent election. People have been sad and mourning and yada, yada, yada. And uh, for me, politically speaking, I'm not super political because I live into the lordship of Jesus and I'm pretty copacetic with all that. And someone someone was talking about how, um, you know, don't tell me everything's going to be okay when I express my pain um, because that doesn't help. And I want to say, yes, me expressing my faith in God is not a, is not meant in any way to minimize the pain that you're feeling mm-hmm. you're in, in your reality. It gives me perspective, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and I hope that at some point people get into that moment. But just saying like, "Yeah, it's going to be okay." Well, it is. It can be a little dismissive, um, but right. But I also want to acknowledge that just because you feel like life is going horribly. That doesn't mean that it actually is going horribly. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. sometimes people need to speak perspective into our lives. Um, I just don't know, you know, where that balance is, you know?
0: Well, that's why we're having this episode because I think that the balance really does come from being in a safe environment, being in a positive environment. Um, and uh and that there is there is a way to create environments where there's space for both right where there's space for um engaging with pain recognizing mm-hmm. and, and you know validating people's feelings um and uh, speaking you know what we believe to be the gospel like i i think those right. two things can happen um but maybe not completely simultaneously. Like they can happen in yeah. the same place, but they have to happen kind of in order in the correct environment. So here's why this matters to me. I, I think I'm kind of hearing something similar to you. I, we're, we're here because we're in the disciple making business, right? We're here to see people discipled into the way of Jesus, be more like Jesus. And, and discipling is just another word for learning. You know, it's a learning experience. Uh-huh. And the right environment has a lot to do with whether or not somebody's going to learn. You know what I mean? Don't don't assume people show up ready to learn about Jesus. Assume people are coming in with their different emotional states and that we need to acknowledge those and then help them move to a place of seeing how the gospel applies to their emotional state or in spite of their emotional state.
1: What I'm hearing you say uh, is, Uh Don't expect someone to come in with your level of faith um, or your perception of reality.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the same feelings that you've had in that moment. Okay, this this is my one sense. You know, is that a positive environment is a place that um, accepts people as they are in order to help them learn about Jesus. There you go. That's how I'm going to call it. Accepts people as they are in order to help them learn about Jesus.
1: Right, so the last 25 minutes was just the intro of this podcast. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the editing, hopefully. Editing is going to be so good. Yeah, okay, so the first thing that I would think, um, and this is going to be, one, something that we discussed this weekend, and I was like, yeah, I totally want to share that with people. Um, The first thing for maintaining a positive environment, make it fun. Make it a fun environment. Church is not fun enough okay. anymore. Um, we 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 tend to, you know, church is sacred and that's great, mm. but mm. you should enjoy the sacredness. There, there, there should, there should. I don't necessarily think that sacred and stoic are the same things.
0: Ooh, I like that. Go more into that.
1: Well. Y- like, praise. Praise. This this kind of frustrates me about when I was a worship leader, I would look out into um, the uh, church, and everyone just looked so grumpy and, like, stone-faced. Like, as we're singing about something that's joyous and happy, and it always felt like a weird... Um... Contradiction, you know that you're talking about how you love God and how you're so happy and you're you know, filled with joy and woot, 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 yay yay, uh, but you look really miserable, um, and I don't know like why that is. But one of the first things I did at Cordova was a Star Wars movie marathon. <laughs> well, last year uh, Episode Eight came out, so it's kind of a right. thing. Yeah, yeah, you gotta uh, ramp up. You gotta ramp up, right? Uh, uh, I was big we just did this harvest festival uh, last week and I was big on just saying let's let's do things that will bring smiles to people's faces let's have bounce houses let's have petting zoo let's have face painting uh, the world needs to smile the world needs to laugh yeah. the world needs joy uh, yeah. and, and that's okay like uh, I, I think some people from some things that I heard everyone who came had fun but I know that there are other people didn't really get that at least that was the sense they were like well why are we spending money to do like isn't the job of the church just to tell people about Jesus no right yeah the job of the church is to live as Jesus's Lord and as Jesus's Lordship that brings fun into our lives that gives us a new reason for having having fun having joy laughing yeah uh, some of the ways that I do this at Cordova, um, and some of the ways that, that mine's not just me, but that we do it, uh, you know, just as a staff, we go to lunch together once a week and we laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I take a victory lap around the office when I finish my sermon rough draft. Um, much- <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: dude, I'm going to steal that.
1: Uh, well, it, it's, it's a genuine thing. It's like I'm—I've finished it, and this huge um, <clears throat> pressure is lifted from my shoulders. Yeah. Um, I prank our staff members. Um, when our associate minister was gone to Greece for two weeks, the youth minister and I, with the with some other people, filled his office with balloons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh, come Christmas time, I'm going to prank. Uh, our youth minister, which I don't think he listens to this podcast, but just in yeah, case I'm not, not. going to tell, tell him what I'm doing, but but Chris, you're going to love it.
0: Oh man, so. I can't wait. Cool. Well, okay. So switch gears here pretty big. Um, one thing that I've seen really help uh, build a safe environment and going back to kind of my idea that, it, it, you know, the purpose of the safe environment is to help people learn about Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. is like I was saying a moment ago to assume nothing. And I was saying that in regard to like emotional state, but I also <laughs> want to just say like, assume nothing period. Like, don't assume the people, uh, at your church, um, know Jesus <laughs> just cause they showed up for church. Don't assume they know Jesus. Don't assume they know what how the bible works don't assume they know what the old testament and the new testament is um don't assume they're there because they want to be there like maybe their mom dragged them or bribed them to be there you know just don't assume like uh find out because like when we when we have an environment that's built on assumptions Um, and somebody comes in with a different one, they're immediately, like, shields go up, right? Immediately, it's not safe for them because they see people acting in a certain way or talking in a certain way, or they hear language they don't understand. And basically, you're just dropping a big dividing wall in between you and them. Um, And Mm -hmm. so you have to, like, you really have to assume nothing. Uh, And so that means, like, when you're having individual interactions, um, you're trying to pull out and, and get, get a sense of where people are at. Um, and when you're teaching specifically, uh, you know, you are careful to explain yourself, um, to, to put things in context and be, be very aware of jargon. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'll never forget uh, doing this whole talk on discipleship um, and then just completely freaking one gal in our church out. Uh, and I come to find out she came from a background where, uh, the term discipleship was associated, uh, with, um, some, some emotional manipulation. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I said that word, you know, it was no longer uh, a positive (laughs) environment for her, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so like, I mean. You can't be perfect, right? You can't get all. You can't please everybody all at a time. But I think right. that that we just, especially as less and less people have a church background and, and biblical literacy and things like that, we can just assume less,
1: and yeah. uh, and that helps a lot in creating our environments. Yeah, and you know, I think that that really helps in terms of conflict management. Uh, in terms of when you find out that someone doesn't know something, uh, right, you you will have less of an emotional reaction of "What do you mean you don't know this? How do you not know this?" and mm-hmm. um, or it'll it'll help you feel less betrayed when they disagree with you.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So good. <laughs> okay. What else? What else? <laughs> what other things help create a positive
1: environment? Um, I think another thing that creates a positive environment is, um, and how do I say this? Um, Okay, I'm going to probably say this wrong. That's okay. That's okay. A couple of verbal processors. Yeah. Enjoy failure. Okay.
0: Uh, I like that, but tell me
1: more. Well, uh, you know, what we were talking about last, you know, Monday or whenever it was, we are so afraid to fail. We are so right. afraid to be wrong. We're, we're so afraid to, um, and, and and on some level I get this because we're dealing with the souls of man. And, and we want to treat that um, with sacredness, with, totally. with dignity, you know, serious, you know. And so we don't want to fail because we, we worry that if we fail, then people will not go to heaven or you know, find faith in Jesus and it'll be our fault, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. Things feel big. Yes. Um, unfortunately, that puts too much emphasis on us and not mm-hmm. enough emphasis on mm-hmm. race. And, and the more that I have learned to embrace my inability to ever do really anything – um, uh, as perfect as it could be, um, yeah. The freer I feel to just do what I do, and let the Holy Spirit do what He does. Right. Um. This isn't. This doesn't mean that I don't take my sermon seriously, and and that I don't right. work on it or yet. Um. It doesn't mean that I don't take um any of our church events that we're going to do or ideas that we're having or conversations that we're having. You know, I, I take them seriously. But I also am okay with trying new things. Um, Mm -hmm. With with saying, okay, we've never done this before. Let's see what happens. Well, what if it fails? Well, then we learned how not to do that. And we'll try again. Yeah.
0: So what kind of environment, like when when people know that about you or when people come in and sense, like what does that, what kind of environment does that
1: create? I think it creates a relaxed environment. It creates an environment that embraces um, as you were saying, it it, it creates a, an environment that embraces everybody where they are. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to look the right part or say the right things um, to still to still know that God loves you and God loved you before you ever said the wrong things. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, and I think I think no. being relaxed is mm-hmm. something that we really lack in church. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I I'm guilty of that. Um and as you know, as a minister, maybe I need to take a breath. Maybe I don't need to spend sure. the whole sure. sermon pre sermon time reading through my sermon. Or, you know, maybe I do. I don't know.
0: Uh well you're kinda of talking about two things. You're talking about uh you know, trusting God and taking yourself less seriously. Um mm-hmm. I love that. I love um you know, the way that John Wesley would refer to it is as prevenient grace. Are you familiar with this term?
1: uh yeah but
0: it's just really the basic idea it. that like when we go out in the world like god is already there god has gone before us we are following in god's footsteps and there's grace in that um that uh we we, we can trust you know him that the, the spirit's already there and, and that our goal then becomes more of discernment of um listening for the spirit and trying to figure out how to better, you know, follow into those paths. Um, and and I just, yeah, if you assume, you know, prevenient grace, you know, if you assume that God has gone before you, uh, then yeah, you're, you're what you're doing. Isn't as big of a deal. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't do your best. It doesn't mean, you don't. it doesn't mean you seek failure.
1: (laughs) Right. No, 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 not at all. It just means that, you're not afraid to fail yeah. and you're not going to shame people who fail Mm -hmm. and you're going to give people second and third chances when they do fail. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that kind of ties in. I don't know if you had anything else on that, but uh, that kind of ties in with my next one, um, which is I think another part of having a, you know, a positive environment is modeling what you want to see out of other people. If you want it, want your environment to have, certain characteristics you have to model it yourself right absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. so you're talking about you know uh the 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 droning like emotionally detached worship right and it's like you almost have you have a little bit of responsibility to raise your hands in that moment right (laughs) Uh, to, Mm -hmm. to you're not just worshiping, you're also modeling and teaching others to worship, you know, something has been really big for us at mustard seed, um, has been really modeling a type of vulnerability, you know, uh, and that goes into your failure that you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, both myself, my co-pastor, John, like we go out of our way to talk about our own struggles and our own failures, and it's always, you know, it's not this, like, look at me, woe is me thing. It's always in the context of whatever we're teaching about. Like, here's the here's the challenge of the gospel. Here's why it's hard, basically, right? Um, and what we've seen out of that is a lot of people expressing um, that, you know, they feel safe. And we so we do this thing. I don't know if you remember this when you visit. We do this <coughs> thing called uh, The Prayers of the People, where mm-hmm. everyone has, it's basically open mic prayer time. Um, And it's it's one of the holiest things that you can be a part of, you know, just getting space to share. And, uh, you know, it's not always a hit. Sometimes it's awkward and nobody says anything. But uh, because they've already seen some, you know, openness and vulnerability, like people are willing to share about what's going on in their life. Um, So I think key to creating a positive environment is like being that guy. And sometimes you're not going to feel it. And maybe you can speak to this, <laughs> like sometimes you don't want to share about your failure, right? Or sometimes you don't want to smile and raise your hands during worship or whatever. Right. Um, but there is a little bit of a responsibility to do it as a leader because it does create the environment. Um, right. Yeah. And, and there's also this cool kind of reverse engineering thing <laughs> that I think as we push ourselves in those spaces, it becomes easier. You know, you Mm -hmm. smile more once you've started smiling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you said
0: funness, funness. I said consume nothing. Um, And then you said uh, another one. Embrace failure. Embrace Embrace failure. failure. I said model uh, what you want to see. What would you add? Do you have another one?
1: You got to be authentic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You got to be authentic. Everyone talks about Millennials. And right. uh, uh, you know millennials want authenticity. Well, actually, I think all people want authenticity. Um, sure, <laughs> right?
0: Can we lay off millennials. The poor millennials already?
1: <laughs> right, like all people want millennial uh, authenticity. I, I think millennials' understanding of authenticity is a little different than my understanding. Although I guess I'm a millennial, so the stereotypical millennial. Um, at its worst, it's just you can't tell me what to do. This is who I am. Um, and so you just love me, uh, and love the things that I do. And if you don't love the things I do, then you don't love me. Um, that's shallow, uh, and, and immature. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know what? Millennials are immature because they're only like 25 years old. And you know, the oldest of us are like 30 something like, right. yeah, we're immature. Right. Duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe the world just needs to lay off millennials a little bit. Cause, uh, they're just young. It's it's not a generational thing, it's just young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I I sell that to say if you're not authentically in love with Jesus, if you're not authentically authentically positive, um then you will eventually that will come out. Mm. Um you can't, you can't keep up the charade forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. People aren't going to buy the charade, and um, so. But again,
1: I don't think that. I'll disagree with you there. They will buy the charade, right? But when the charade collapses, they will collapse twice as hard, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah. and so then there. This becomes like the important thing of like how do you, um, how do you be authentic, and be positive (laughs) without being Pollyanna ish. You know, because people see through that. And I think um, it goes back to what you're talking about, failure. Like, just that kind of honesty of just saying, like, uh, just being the kind of person who can say what they're feeling and experiencing. Um, Yeah. And, and like, I I mean, I can't tell you how, how blessed I've been, like, to be in places where leaders were willing to say that. Just be like, man, this is a hard day. I'm not ready to do this right now. But right. God is good, and I don't doubt His or Her statement that God is good because He just told me the truth of how what they're at, where they're at. You know, if I knew that you know this person had a terrible week or that they're really sick, you know, or something like that, and they just right. try to power through and tell me that God is good, like I'm not going to buy it.
1: Yeah. Or if they use the word blessed more than three times an hour <laughs> or with a hashtag uh, or the hat or just in general, I just, I really hate that word. No offense yeah. to the Lord for, I mean, he, right. he uses it. It's in the Bible, but right. Man, it's just like every time I talk about, it, Oh, I'm doing, I'm blessed brother. I'm blessed. I'm just like, just man, a blessed sabbatical for a little just, while. Could you, just, could you just say you're doing good? Could you just say, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah. Uh, and I get it. I, I, I don't mean to disparage people. Maybe right. that's just my cynic coming out. Um, it
0: comes across like a veneer, like you're slapping this religious veneer on what, what you're feeling, whether it's whether it's a good feeling or not. You're slapping this religious veneer on top, um, right?
1: I'm just and, like and, and I think I think authenticity is is all about balance. Um, that okay. when you're feeling good and you talk about it, right. But when you're feeling bad. Man, you talk about it, and yeah. you don't you don't cover it up with that, well, you know, blah, 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 but I'm blessed. And, you know, yeah. the Lord has yeah. gave me, the, you know, like, okay, it's okay. I think Jesus is okay with you when you say life sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Psalmists say that. I mean, not in those <laughs> words. But the psalmists, they talk about that a lot. And then they say, but still I will praise you. Uh, yeah. And it, it doesn't have this contrite, like, I have to praise you because you're God and I'm not. Right. It's it's. I know you see a bigger picture. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's uh, it's hard, though. <laughs> it's hard, and I think, though, that um, I think we're in a cultural moment where it's worth a whole lot more, you know, again, with the assume nothing. You know, a lot of people walk into a room with their BS detectors on, and yeah. uh, you just have to be ready for that. Um, And that doesn't, you know, Brene Brown talks about spotlighting where it's like (laughs) dropping, you know, dropping all of your clothes, dropping all of your (laughs) like pain and uh, dirty laundry right there in the moment. Um, And that overwhelms people. And that's not what we're talking about. Just share people with people like where you're at and why in those moments. That's good. That's good. Well, I've got one one last one that I think kind of wraps this up. Um, and okay. it, it may not tie together. So help me with this. Cause again, I'm having a little trouble saying But I think a key element of, uh, creating a positive environment, um, is actually doing less, Yeah, doing less. So just like the environment or whatever you're trying to do in that moment, like you don't have to do all the things just yeah. do one thing or a few things and do it well. And it kind of goes back to what you're talking about, you know, displaying happiness and being happy. It's like sometimes you just like watch Star Wars and call that church. And that's okay because why? Because that's not the whole life of the church, right? That's right. not their whole experience. That's not um where they're going to learn scripture, but it is a thing that they're going to do in that moment but as soon as right. you like try to like you pause you know uh Yoda on Dagobah and try to like draw a connection to uh <laughs> what it, you know follow Luke learning from Yoda is like us learning from Jesus and like you're trying to do all these things
1: and it's uh, just the much. Jesus joke
0: yeah the Jesus joke and just do less just like Take yeah. create take the environment and, and what that forces you to do is do <coughs> things more purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like use whatever tool you want. But I this is where I find the church calendar to be really helpful to say yeah. like, you know, there is a time of year in Lent where like <laughs> where we mourn the fact that things die and that's hard. <laughs> you know, and yeah. there is a time of year um in Advent when we say Everything is not the way that it should be, but it's coming. And here's here's what I'm missing in life right now, and here's what I'm looking forward to. And you know those. Are, are, and then you have Easter, you know, and, and where you celebrate all of the ways that you do see resurrection happening. Um, and that's a beautiful time of celebration, and uh, and you can't do all of it all of the time um, because it's not. <laughs> It's not how any of us experience life, right? We're we're right. not all those things all at one time. So I think if we can just do less and expect less out of our environments, um, you know, if if you just get people in the room and they love Jesus, like you can assume some good things can happen in that, like the Holy Spirit's at work. Um,
1: and so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, do less. So uh, along those lines, uh-huh. um, I'm gonna gonna probably use this. In my church. Okay. Um, in January. Uh, but I was talking to one of my, um, uh, third party mentors, just Mm. a guy that I meet with. Okay. who's not connected to my church. It's his ministry is to just listen to preachers and just mentor them and let them be a, give them a safe space.
0: I need one of those.
1: So, um, we all do. Um, and so, um, one of the things that I need to, I just did a performance review of myself mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I sent it out to a bunch of people and yeah, that's what I do. I review, I review and mm-hmm. um, it's my favorite pastime, uh, which is easy given the awesomeness. But anyway, that's it. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else am I good at? Me. Tell me
1: more about me. Uh, yeah. and me. Uh, one of the things that I realized is that this year uh, I did too much. I I got out of the gate running and I I sprinted, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I and I ran and we did great we did great things sure um we had we had some missteps sure. and we yeah. learned but we did some great things um but I was telling him that I can't keep this pace up mm-hmm. uh I'm, you know and so he what he did was he drew a circle and then he you know made little categories kind of like a trivial pursuit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like this is your church, this is your faith, your wife, your kid, your six blah blah blah. And he was like, think about your life like a rubber band. Yeah. That you know, if, if right now it, it's being pulled, you know, when 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 one part of the rubber band is pulled, then that affects another part of the rubber band. So like if mm-hmm. your if your church part is pulled outward, if that's taking up more of your time, well, something's got to compensate. So maybe it's your family your kid whatever yeah. um, and i was thinking like oh that's that's a perfect visual aid um, mm-hmm. for myself i think it's a perfect visual aid for the church too that if it's only pulling in one direction uh, then it's it's it that 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 space has to come from someplace um, and the idea is that you you find that balance between tension mm-hmm. uh, on all, on all endeavors whatever that is um, so that you're you know, yeah, there are seasons where you have to pull on one side harder than the others, but you don't always pull from that side. you know, you 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 bring it back in another season. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that fits in perfectly with what you're saying is that if 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 our churches, if our communities of faith, if whatever are are seen like rubber bands, I think it's good to ask yourself every you know, three to six months where have we been pulling yeah um and what did we lose to compensate for that yeah and how can we you know how can we reflect and bring balance um so they go there's something for you to to chew <laughs>
0: that's I good yeah well okay so just to close this out here i wonder if you might have one or two of your like favorite <clears throat> Positive environments that you've been a part of, you know, places that, like, were set up well so you could learn about Jesus. And, uh, that, or either that you were in charge of or that you uh, participated in. Uh, I can think of one from real recently. We, uh, so we've been doing, um, in our, our small groups, which we call midweek groups, we spent, uh, this whole fall talking about vocation. And um, the hope is that uh, people will get to know each other better and help each other articulate like how God is already at work in their lives. Like, um, So uh, we had this really cool moment um, this past week at, at my midweek group. So we've d- been doing this for 10 weeks right now, right? So each person mm-hmm. had 15 to 20 minutes to tell their life story. Um, and so a lot of that bonds have been built up over the last 10 weeks. Um, and then this past week we looked at, uh, there's a great, uh, book called, uh, Kingdom Calling, which talks about, uh, viewing six ways that God is at work in the world. You know, God is at work in creativity and God's at work in justice and God is at work in, uh, caring for others and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we went around the circle and said, okay, if here, if these are six examples of how God's at work, um, and, uh, and you, and, and I know because I've heard your life story and I've gotten to know you, um, here's uh here's where I think you fit into God's work. Um, and, and it was just, it was a really beautiful thing to be a part of, right? Because, um, we had done the, the relational work already. And now we're able to um, speak kind of love and truth to each other and uh, feel like I'm I'm really excited to be with this uh, small group for a while and and see how Mm -hmm. that continues to develop because I feel like we kind of hit this point where like this is a learning environment. (laughs) This is a place where uh, despite, you know, whatever we bring in, we're coming knowing that we can learn and knowing that we can trust the people in the circle to help us learn.
1: Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> I think the most positive environment I've ever been in was, uh, the camp planning team for our summer camp for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. And I think what was great about that is that, you know, we, we were all there for, for each other. I mean, we we're all there to plan the camp, but we were really there as a as a good, open community, knowing that ministers do not always get to have community within their right. own church communities. Right? Yeah. Um, which is a whole other podcast for another day. Um, and they, I would, con- I would consider them, you know, my family, my best friends. No offense. Um, (laughs)
0: No, I mean, I've seen you with those guys, and I've been like, man, they put in a lot of work together.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, And, and, you know, it's just, we do a year retreat, and we talk about life, and we're there, and we're open, and we're honest, and we engage, and we argue, and we fight, and we forgive, and, um, you know, I lived, I lived life with those guys for Mm nine years and they were some of the most formative years of my life Uh, they were the most formative years of my ministry yeah uh, because of them and there was no what was great about it is that there was never like just one dude who was like all right now we're gonna do this now we're gonna do this it felt like everybody uh, was there for each other and it was it was remarkably organic yeah
0: All right, man. Well, I think I think that's a that's a wrap. Um, uh, How can uh, how can people uh, contact us and and help us with this podcast?
1: Well, I believe that you can uh, like us on the Facebooks Mm -hmm. if you have any questions or anything like that. Um, you can follow Chris at his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Morton, maybe. Which I... There it is. Um, I'm never on Twitter anymore, so don't worry about it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm shamgar 334 on Instagram. Got mm-hmm. lots of good pictures. Cute kids. Kid. Oh, adorable. Kid. Um, anywho. Yeah, leave um, a review and, on iTunes. You can... I'm getting there. Getting oh, there. It. You can go on the iTunes and give us a review, five stars, and you get the uh, golden. You get you get entered into a chance to win um, the golden cartwright. Uh, it's a little statue <laughs> of our principal. <fruitcake. laughs> <laughs> i want um, one so bad you can, you can subscribe on on yeah i know i want a little like a, a paul bobblehead um, <laughs> i
0: was thinking more of ball. like a buddha that you rub when you walk into a chinese <laughs> no. restaurant oh because um, of the it. Yep, we have a website to your guys you can find all the previous episodes there tell your friends tell your mom um and uh, you know, it's Friday, it's five thirty. I just heard my wife walk in. I'm excited. We're gonna grab dinner and see Doctor Strange. So
1: It's so good. Oh, it's so good, man. It's it's so good. <laughs> it's just uh it's it's like the tear gas and gumdrops podcast of the Marvel movies. It's it, it might be better than I may like it more than I liked any other previous Marvel movie. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That may, that may be an over exaggeration. I probably need to watch it again. But my initial viewing was like, this is amazing. Okay. Um, yeah. You, got you me, will not. You
0: got me pumped. pumped. You got me pumped. And I need to be pumped this week. I need a positive environment. So.